Welcome to another episode of the Renee Report. Welcome to another episode of the Renee Report. And on today's episode, we are going to be going over week two of the sports betting expedition. And there has definitely been a bit of a bump in the road. That being said, you can tell why this is going to be a rough week to recap. Exactly how we went from $100 all the way to $85. Now, if you watched last episode... Just me saying that statement is enough for you to realize that I lost both of my bets that I placed, and I really should be at $100 to start this week, but I'm at 85 because of two pretty bad bets. So the Yankees ended up getting their absolute asses handed to them by the Astros, and as you, well, if you listen to the end of last week's episode, excuse me, this week's episode, that was episode three of the Sports Betting Podcast series. You heard that I mistakenly placed a bet not on the Yankees in Game 4, which is what I intended to make and talked about in Episode 3, but I ended up making a bet on the entire series and that the Yankees would win a series they were already down 2-1 on, and they ended up losing again. That Yankees money is pretty much gone as the Astros are going to be heading to the World Series, as well as I took a bet on the Broncos, and if you watched that Thursday night football game, came back from doing my homework and studying for an exam and I come back to the Broncos getting absolutely demolished. Not gonna lie, it broke my heart a little bit. What was so unbelievable about this game is that if you watch this game, you saw Patrick Mahomes get injured and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, if I found out before this game even started, Patrick Mahomes is gonna get injured, everything I said about the defense was right, they're super unhealthy. Not prepared for this game and the Broncos and specifically Joe Flacco just basically ruined that game for everyone who was on the Broncos. Admittingly, majority of people were on the Chiefs and it was a bit of a contrarian pick. That being said, I do believe it was still a pretty good bet, unlike the Yankees series bet. As I did believe that a lot of the things that I brought up as far as the Chiefs being a middle-of-the-pack defense and being so injured and Mahomes didn't end up getting injured, so I was right on that. But it was just sad to see that with all those factors being true, the Broncos just couldn't show up to play. Okay, so now that we got that tragedy out of the way, we can look ahead to tomorrow's games on Sunday Night Football of Week 7. Obviously, like I said, I've gone down from $85 where I was previously at $100. And my goal this week is to get all the way back to $125. So let's get into some Week 7 NFL lines, shall we? There's no better way to start this episode... NFL lines, go with the matchup that I am most confident in, and actually going to be putting about 40 to 50% the money that I'm spending this week on NFL bets into this team. Now the matchup is the Cowboys going up against the Philadelphia Eagles in a key matchup that is really going to decide how my week two NFL bets end up going. Now, if you watched last week in week six of the NFL, the biggest surprise of the week certainly had to be the Cowboys not showing up and eventually choking against the New York Jets in a game that we saw Darnold come out absolutely firing. And the the entire Jets team just seemed to rally around Darnold and the fact they had their leader back and they played really, really well. And due to this, I believe that Vegas is being a little bit informed about where Dallas is and how good of a team they are. I think a lot of people took away from this game that the Cowboys are really bad and that this might be a tear breaker, 
But in my opinion, this actually just means that the Jets are the real deal when they have Darnold and that the Cowboys are still a team that you can be a little cautious playing away from home as Dak Prescott is not nearly as good. But in the right matchups, I believe the Dallas Cowboys at home is one of the best bets you can make every single week you can make it. A team that simply does not lose when they are at home. They smack people. Not to mention they have a defense that's top eight in allowing points at only 19 points per game. You understand that a lot of people got burned by the Cowboys. If you did end up betting against them, I'm sure you didn't bet on the Jets. as like 1% of people did. I can get why those people are scared to bet on this team. But for me, I didn't bet on the Jets last week. I didn't trust them. I'm not scared to bet against the Cowboys, against the Eagles this week into this game I came to the conclusion that I've come to pretty much the last three weeks is that the Eagles defense is banged up now you add to that mix that Jason Peters their best tackle on the Eagles team is injured and that is a huge deal very similar to Jared Goff Carson Wentz is an amazing quarterback but he relies on having time and being able to make big plays as a lot of his receivers need time to get open such as Aguilar or Alshon Jeffrey. Losing someone like Jason Peters, I think, could have a big impact on whether the Cowboys can get pressure on him, which I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to, as they have a very healthy defense and a defense that wants to get back on track. Meaningly, back on track doesn't really mean that much, because even though they lost to the Jets, they still only gave up 24 points, which is not that bad. It's on the Cowboys injury report, and there is not a single player that is on the injury report for more than just to have him as a small injury, but no questionables or doubtful to plays or even one out player on their entire roster. Whereas if you go to the Eagles, it's just out, 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 indefinitely out, IR, out, out, out. They're losing a, two corners, a defensive lineman, two linebackers. I mean, they're losing it all. I really trust the Dallas Cowboys in this game. And that is why I am making the biggest bet I have made in quite some time, at least for me, as I usually make pretty conservative bets. But I am really confident, and last week I felt there was a few teams like the Panthers and lines that I just really thought that Vegas was losing their mind on, and I could have taken higher bets on and won. And for that reason, I am going to be betting $25 on the Dallas Cowboys to win by 2.5 points at home against the Eagles. That is very, very good. Odds, in my opinion, I think that Dallas should be favored by almost four to five points in this game. I think they're giving you a few points, and I think there's a chance that the Dallas Cowboys just break this game open and that it's not even close by the end of the game. That being said, as I have hedged most of my bets this week into that one bet of the Dallas Cowboys, that obviously speaks to the fact that I am not as confident in these other bets that I'm making this week. I'm obviously confident enough to be making them, so I'm still... 60 to 70% sure they are going to be wins in my book. But because I didn't feel there were three or four games that I was as confident as I was last week, where I could just put 10 to 12 bucks on each and make a good profit, I decided to go more in the over under and, you know, think outside the box range this week, as I don't think the lines are as easy. And honestly think you can just get better odds live during the game. So I think right now I'm going to take my bets that I'm sure of. And I'm over, like I said, 60 to 70% confident on. But I'm not going to go crazy and spend all of my money. As the Cowboys $25 is already a good chunk of change in that 85 that I have to play with. 
So next up, if you've watched the previous episodes, again, I'm sure you could guess who's next up, and this is the Cardinals versus the Giants. I am absolutely going all in on the Cardinals, especially against bad teams like the Giants, if I get the opportunity. The Giants do get Saquon Barkley back, which is going to be a very big help, but at the same time, the Cardinals also get back their best defensive player in Patrick Peterson. The Cardinals are definitely off to a hot start these last few weeks, and have really started to turn the ship around in their season. Versus the Giants have seen some really tough matchups recently, and Daniel Jones is starting to be more mistake prone and do what a lot of us expected him to do, although he has still been very good and without Saquon Barkley. Cardinals offensive line is ranked 26, that's very unfortunate. They gave up 21 freaking sacks, so that's pretty depressing. However, they still are ranked 11th on yards per game. The Giants O-line is ranked a little better at 14, but that being said, only get 18 points per game and are ranked 21st in points per game, so their offense is definitely a bit lackluster, especially these last few weeks. Cardinals defense gives up 400 yards, but the Giants defense actually gives up the exact same amount at 410 yards. Very similar in third down percentage, and these teams in general are just very close to one another, but I do believe that Kyler Murray and the fact that a lot of people are going to be underestimating this Cardinals defense with the acquisition of Patrick Peterson back in the lineup, I believe that's going to make a big difference and actually make the Cardinals win this game. I also think that the Cardinals have their person in place and want and continue to push for victories versus the Giants, I believe, still have a lot of pieces that need to be fixed, and that is why I believe they still want to be losing most of these games, especially to a team like the Cardinals, who could be in play for those first couple picks. It makes sense to get a loss against them. Being said, I'm going to be making an $8 bet on the Cardinals be within three points of the Giants. This game that I kept going back and forth on was the Colts versus the Texans. What kept catching my eye was the fact that the over-under was at 47 points. At one point, I was interested in taking the Colts at negative one points to win the game, but I ultimately decided that it was too risky of a, a play to make. And it was more smart to bet on the over-under of 47, as the Colts don't have three of their corners healthy, and their best corner, Hooker, is not going to play. The Texans have their two best corners banged up, and it looks like a lot of their defense is banged up as well. So I expect this to be a high-scoring affair, and I think the over-under should be more at 54, honestly. I'm really happy to take the over-under of 47, and I am very confident in that bet. The last game that I am going to be betting on this week in week seven, at least the bets that I've set in stone and not the ones that I'm going to be making live. Yet another game that I kept going back and forth on. Do I want to bet on Miami? Do I think that the Buffalo Bills are too good for Miami and we'll just end up whooping them by 24 to 30 points? Basically, the reason I found myself in such a pickle is because the Miami Dolphins are 17 point underdogs to the Buffalo Bills. And yes, folks, we have reached a reality in football where the Buffalo Bills are so dominant that they are 17-point favorites. I don't remember the last time I have seen them as a touchdown favorite for many teams that are bad, let alone a full two-and-a-half touchdowns. Two touchdowns and a field goal, excuse me. This I kept going back and forth on. I was thinking Ryan Fitzmagic or Ryan Fitzpatrick, for those of you who don't know his nickname, is someone that comes in and he makes plays. Plain and simple, he is a playmaker. And he's going into an offense that only gets 8.4 points per game. So this is why this line is such a big deal. 
Both teams have horrible offenses. The Buffalo Bills are prone to making mistakes. Ush, Ush Allen has legitimately less touchdowns than he has interceptions. He has five touchdowns to his seven interceptions. The Bills' defense is just too good. I couldn't get myself to bet on a full game because, one, the Dolphins end up giving up on a lot of these games, and they play the first half really tough, but they end up not coming through for a lot of betters at the end of games as they just give up or do some really weird stuff. To me, the fact that the Dolphins are putting Ryan Fitzpatrick in the game and not Josh Rosen tells me that their first-year head coach wants to get some wins under his belt. I think he has a chance to do it, but at the end of the day, I couldn't convince myself with the stats I was looking at and how dominant this Bills defense has been, only giving up 14 points per game. Admittingly, they don't get turnovers, no fumbles on the season, only one interception, two linebackers are injured, one corner is questionable. But with how bad the Miami Dolphins defense is and how bad in general they have just been to bet on recently, couldn't get myself to do full game, like I said, but this is where I, I found myself thinking a little bit outside the box, and I found myself betting $8 on the Dolphins to be within 9.5 points at the end of the first half. I think this is a really good bet, and I think there's a chance that Ryan Fitzmagic ends up getting the Dolphins the lead by half, and I could definitely see a situation where they're easily within 3 points because, again, we're talking about a Buffalo Bills offense that only gets 18 points per game. So if they're at 18 points per game and they're playing a Miami defense, let's say they even double that. Let's say they get, so usually they get nine points and a half. Let's say they get 18 points and a half. If Miami just gets one touchdown and a field goal, which I don't expect them to have to do to get within 10 points of this first half, let's say even though that did happen and they doubled their projection of nine points, which probably won't happen, Miami would still only need a touchdown and a field goal, which I believe Ryan Fitzpatrick was made to do. He was made to come into situations where it looks very dull, and the team is unsure of the direction they're heading into, and get that first-year head coach or that unexperienced head coach, and Brian Flores in this case, a well-needed win. And the real reason that I took this bet is because Josh Allen is ranked 32 in quarter bets, has a completion percentage of 62%, and again, has not been very good in this season. Admittingly, he had a very good game against the Titans, who was a top defense, but I believe he played it safe and had a very big breakout game from his wide receiver. And when he can't rely on something like that, I believe he is just very prone to making mistakes, and especially in the first half, I could see this game being closer than people expect, and a lot closer with maybe even Miami sneaking away the first half with a little three-point lead. I'm really excited about that bet particularly, and all the bets that I've made this week week took me about double the time that it would usually take me. Usually I find three or four lines that I'm super confident in that Vegas has wrong and I take advantage of it. But this week, other than the Cowboys, I couldn't find a single one that I was as confident in. Again, that's when I thought a little bit outside the box and found myself where I'm at. So I started this week with $85 and my goodness, I have only left myself with $38. You're probably thinking to yourself, Carson, you're crazy. You're only in week two of this. You're taking it too fast. Well, I'm telling you, I've been doing this for a while. And again, there's a lot of situations like the Panthers last week where I'm so confident that they're over predicting in this case how good, in that case, excuse me, how good Tampa Bay was. And in this case, they think that the Cowboys aren't as good as they are. That's why there's an overcorrection to be made why I believe this Cowboys bet is going to pay off and I'm going to find myself basically $21 up and able to cover myself for the majority of other bets I've made with this Cowboys pick. 
be very fun to watch the results taking place on Sunday, as I definitely have a bit of weird bets into Week 7. Also, really just want to quickly speak on, I hope the NFL gets their shit together when it comes to the NFL refs, and the fact that we have to basically put into consideration if the refs are going to end up screwing us like the Lions, and we need to put that in consideration with our points and, you know, giving ourselves extra points and making the odds worse, which is really unfortunate, and I just hope the refs you know, even it out a little bit and realize, yes, there is a home field advantage, but you just don't need to take it that far. Not only is it unfair for the betters, but it's just unfair for the NFL teams and the work that all these teams put into preparation to just screw them by one or two plays when they put so much time and effort into it. These wins are so important as there's only a 17-week season. Unlike any other sport, the NFL is very dependent on a week-to-week basis of how your team is playing. You know, a lot of other teams or a lot of other leagues, you find yourself, oh, there's 80 games, there's 100 games, there's 84 games. Nope, 17 games, you've got to win them, and you can't have refs screwing you over like this. This has been yet another episode of the Sports Betting Expedition. I appreciate the continued listening and support I've recently gotten. Feel free to subscribe or hit the notification bell for any course you can get the Renee Report, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or really anywhere you want to look up podcasts, you can find the Renee Report. Subscription will be so helpful, but just listening is plenty, plenty help towards the channel. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a great week, and I'm out. Peace.